0: Hey, I'm Nick, creator of CannaCribs and Growers Network, where we have educated millions of people on how to elevate their craft. I have toured some of the largest grow operations, befriended the best growers, and built a network of the top cannabis companies. Join me on this next adventure, where I document history with the pioneers shaping the global cannabis industry in real time. Welcome to the CannaCribs Podcast. Welcome back to the CannaCribs Podcast, I'm your host Nick Moran and today's interview is a masterclass on cannabis tissue culture with Dr. SMA Zobaid, he is the Chief Tissue Culture Officer at Segra International and in this interview SMA teaches us the basics of cannabis tissue culture, the advantages and the history of tissue culture in general. We go over his patents in the space, why you should be switching over to tissue culture, and SMA's future predictions for cannabis seeds and tissue culture and Segre International. Enjoy. Thanks for joining us today on this masterclass on cannabis tissue culture. If you're listening to this, you're most likely a savvy cannabis business operator. You might be looking to switch over to tissue culture to save time, resources, personnel, that same mindset applies to post-harvest. And that's why I worked with this company, Green Vault Systems, to make this episode possible. So stay tuned, throughout this interview, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about their precision batching system and how you can really save money in post-harvest by working with their company. All right, now on with the interview. Well, Dr. Zobaid, thank you so much for joining me today. You are the Chief Tissue Culture Officer at Segra International. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background. Um, thank you, uh,
1: first of all, um, thank you for inviting me for this podcast series. I'm pleased to be here and uh, talk about plant tissue culture and myself and the uh, International. For those who I haven't met yet, my name is Mah Zubayad. I am the Chief Tissue Culture Officer for SEGRA International. I did my PhD in tissue culture from University of Hull, England. I am actually working in this uh, field, plant tissue culture, for the last twenty-five years. Starting my career as an um, academic, I actually quickly turned myself um, as an a specialist for industrial scale tissue culture, uh, starting from a simple initiation multiplication or even stage three routine, um I have a vast experience in the area of somatic embryogenesis, epical meristem um, culture, protoplast culture, um, somatic hybridization, and also the automation of plant tissue culture process. So I have about five fifty um, scientific publications um, about several books and I have about four published patents.
0: Wow. Well, thank you for, for joining us. I really hope that this can be a masterclass on tissue culture um, for every grower out there interested in bringing tissue culture into you know, their, their commercial grow operation. So I'd love to dive uh, a little bit deeper into you personally. So how, right. how did you end up in the cannabis industry?
1: Um, that's actually, okay, let me go back a little bit um, uh, here when, when I did my PhD. So, my PhD on the tissue culture, again, emphasized in the study of microenvironment in plant tissue culture vessels, their impact on plant regeneration, growth, and plant health. And then I turned, as I mentioned, that I was becoming an academic, but, before um, after that, I become an um, mm. industrial scale tissue culture specialist and I am working in, the, in this area for last uh, 15 years. Even my PhD work I did for, for, for a few years as a consultant for industries. So mm. there's an interest for me to come to industrial scale tissue culture. So my job, for example, I can give the example of last um, last job I had is um, in JRT nurseries. I started from scratch to build the lab. First year, I had um, about um, three to four technicians uh, working with me and um, the year I left, uh, we had uh, two labs, one in Canada, one in USA and about 75 technicians actually worked um, uh, for the production of 13 to 15 million plants um, yearly production. However, none of these were cannabis. We used to do um, ornamental horticulture um, and um, uh, small fruits uh, production like blueberry, raspberry, that thing. Now, um, how I came to cannabis? Um, actually, I had a long interest in the field of uh, medicinal plant production and secondary metabolized production, growing through tissue culture plants, um, especially the medicinal plants. While doing my PhD, actually, I never thought, actually, I never knew that I would be working in cannabis um, industry or cannabis plants. But over the year, I was actually curious about this mysterious plant. Um, that led me to con- conduct research on cannabis tissue culture. Like I said, I always like to work um, with medicinal plants. However, this is one of the plant species which has been highly regulated for many years. Right. Not much research has been conducted, so decided why not work something uh, which is new and unique. That's how I ended up uh, coming to cannabis industries.
0: I love it. Your Your curiosity brought you into the industry. Right. And your specific uh, PhD dissertation, did it have anything to do with cannabis at all? No,
1: no, it's tissue culture. Basically, basic tissue culture, it's okay. um, working in the area um, area of uh, microenvironment, their implementation, um, their, their effect on um, plant regeneration, plant growth. Uh, for example, I can give an example. Um, we have, if, if we analyze the gas um, or the um, air in the, in the tissue culture vessels, head space, we have ethylene there, we have CO2 there, we have oxygen there, and uh, we have nitrogen there. Obviously, nitrogen um, not much, but um, not much uh, role in in the plants, but it's required. So my um, my study was basically carbon dioxide or CO2 in the headspace space and and the effect of ethylene. Ethylene is really low uh, low amount, maybe few ppm, parts per million, maybe one or two. But some plants has diverse effect on on um if they accumulate if the tissue culture vessel is outside the plants is open it cannot accumulate tissue culture vessel is sealed so if one if the plants produce ethylene they will be accumulated in the head space. so there is some effect on on those accumulated ethylene on plant regeneration plant growth plant health and i found is really interesting after so many years that's actually still exist in cannabis industry so that's how our, our one of the success as cannabis because i have that background co2 yes co2 is required for plants but when the plants has less uh, chlorophyllous tissue they actually produce co2 so that's accumulated co2 can be very high um, and can be toxic some point however plants a green tissue green chlorophyllous tissue actually accumulates co2 co2 from the hair space so they start doing photosynthesis that we studied There the idea of photo autotrophic tissue culture Started, Um, so we um, we are successfully uh, propagate um, uh, tissue culture plants in sugar free media. You know, for the tissue culture, we add the sugar in the media as a carbon source, but we are able to um, successfully um, uh, propagate plants or grow plants in tissue culture vessel without sugar. And sugar is the um, main reason for any of the contamination in tissue culture uh, industry. And that's why all the requirement, because we had sugar, And um, but we are successfully developed the order with tissue culture. And after many years, we are doing the same thing in cannabis industry. We also uh, develop the tissue culture um, cannabis plants, uh, which grown in order trophically. So yeah, it's, it's not, I didn't do the, um, uh, my dissertation in cannabis, but all these things came um, came out from that dissertation is actually still implemented in um, in the cannabis industry.
0: That is excellent. All of it is applicable, and you are leading the front, and you are at Segra International. Can you tell me kind of the scope of your responsibilities at Segra?
1: Right. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, I can actually let me talk about the the the, I, the reason that. Um, I have been ha- hired here. Mm-hmm. So when we started the seg- uh, Segre International, my, I have been hired to uh, basically to develop a vision for the, and, and a strategic plan to guide the whole organization for tissue culture plant production, which including like future, future expansion, develop new product lines, um, conduct necessary research and development to improve uh, product quality. Obviously, um, oversee the day-to-day operation of the lab, oversee the planning, um, implementation, execution, and evolution of the projects related to plant tissue culture. Um, also, um, like continuous improvement of the product, right? production uh, process, workflow, plant health, optimization of the yield, efficiencies, um, and which is correlated with the budget, budget commitments and overall production excellence, that kind of things area. Um maintain um, also another one actually important is the maintain high uh, standard uh, uh, product quality. So because it's requirement by for customer uh, satisfaction, highly standard product quality is required by the customer satisfaction um, for the customer satisfaction with um, uh, order fulfillment um and then also definitely determine the staffing requirements right where mm. we we feed what kind of person we we need and we require we train those kind of those kind of work so basically the scope uh, when i started actually and still now is huge when we started um say my ultimate goal was actually to establish a company um, that would be the pioneer in tissue culture in cannabis industry SAGRA is not the first, as I mentioned, that is not the first tissue culture lab for me to start from the scratch. Right. I have established at least two more companies, larger companies, um, before I started um, SAGRA. Uh, I can give an example, which I already mentioned in my previous job. I started um, only with 7,000, I believe, f- first-year plan production capacity. And the year I left was about 13 to 15 million plants yearly we produced. Whoa. So the scope at, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, those are all uh, um, ornamental and uh, um, and uh, um, agricultural products. Mm-hmm. So the scope at Sagra was to implement all of my experience um, in the area of tissue culture, industrial tissue culture, uh, starting from initiation, um, uh, starting from initiation, production, or multiplication, routing which uh, and eventually quickly bring the plants out of the lab, provide the plants to the grower so that they can actually get the maximum benefits of tissue culture. Um, that's all actually came from that knowledge and I implemented RITO and tissue culture. Um, and, and as a result, as, um, uh, I implemented all the possible scope and um, now actually we are the pioneers in, in uh, cannabis tissue culture in North America.
0: Wow. Well, I was first uh, recommended to you by my mentor, Etienne Fontaine, at Berkeley right. Patient Group, and he said you have to interview SMA. He is really, you know, pushing the envelope in cannabis uh, tissue culture. And you guys are based in Canada, right?
1: Right, right, right.
0: Yeah, and you have customers all across North America. <clears throat> are you guys also uh, global? Are you selling any yes. products around the world? Yes.
1: So um, here is one thing: um, we are um, legally we cannot actually we cannot actually export to um, uh, USA okay. as um, as it's federally not legal. But our market is open um, in whole world, wherever is um, federally legal. So we have opened our market to a European community. We started exporting um, South Africa. So we we actually can export anywhere in the world, uh, but not in U.S. but Yet, our, I just right? want it, it yeah, should be it,
0: opening up soon yeah but right now
1: it's 2021 our uh, plan is to um, um enter the US market so what the way it will work it will be under Sagra but the production everything will be there so um that's the plan for few for 2021 or merge uh, or or with another company something like this the marketing team is actually currently um, diversely working on this so we'll be in u.s market this year um, but we will not send any plans from canadian canadian side but we'll be producing other side that's the plan
0: yeah that makes a whole lot of sense so since you started sma what has been your greatest challenge at segra
1: um well uh, i think it's for pretty much everybody is the biggest challenge is or was the unknown of the industry. Mm. Um, For I can give some example, when we started, um, uh, actually tissue culture was really unknown to many uh, cannabis growers in Canada. Um, Unknown, also for us, unknown cultivar stability. We don't know anything about cannabis and um, possibility of somatonic variation. Presence of virus um, in the plants. There is no um, nothing developed for for diagnose uh, virus. You cannot do and no no published paper where you can, you can find out, okay, I can send it this, I want follow this protocol to find out is there any virus or not. We do our best, but there may be leaked out one or two virus. That's the normal procedure for ag- agriculture agricultural industry. You have to screen the virus, every steps. But we are we don't have any, any
0: the tools to test There's it. no precedent Fortune- set yet. I yeah, mean, you, exactly. you are setting the precedent in your research. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fortunately, SAGRA actually developed a, um,
1: a generic lab and we started doing the DNA fingerprinting, monitor the plant stability in tissue culture process. Virus testing for cannabis plant, um, as I mentioned, is really limited. But recently, a few companies came up with some new assays um, which it did uh, to detect the virus. So for, mm. for, uh, for us, it was make things easier now. Like we are much more comfortable now than a year ago that, okay, we can screen any somatic um, uh, hybrid, variation happening. We can screen any uh, to detect any virus, if this leaked out somehow in the system, if that we go back and, um, and, and restart that epical medicine. So that's tools are currently available. So it's in much better uh, shape. Um, also um, for multiplication and initiation process, I would say we are lucky that we started with a very efficient pro- protocol and we are continuously ahead of our competitors but we are continuously doing the R&D to improve any of the, all of or any of these systems who will be always ahead of our competitors
0: wow and and who would be uh, a competitor on a global scale to Segra in the canvas industry
1: well um, I have Right now, I have no clue. We have a few competitors uh, or one competitor, one or two competitors in um, in U.S., okay. but um, I don't see anybody in, in Canada. But right now, um, I can see we are way ahead of um, all of our competitors. That I can say.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good to hear, and that's a good place to be in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're kind of falling in your footsteps. You guys are, are blazing the path uh, forward for all of us. Um, so right, thank right, you for that. I mean, you're really pushing – you know, the, the future of the cannabis plant forward. Um, I, I love to learn about that. Uh, you must be a pretty busy guy. What, what's a day-to-day for you? You know, what's a typical week for you?
1: Um, yeah, interesting question. Um, thanks for asking that. <laughs> <laughs> overseas, actually basically oversees the lab, um, day-to-day, um, day-to-day operation, although I have a few managers working in different area, media um, preparation manager, production manager lab manager so they are looking for this but i oversee all these um, procedures um sometimes i help to the production planning for for to the planning is really important for tissue culture because without planning you should not do anything if if you require how much plants like if you have an order of say a few thousand you go and for some some cultivars you go back and make the production planning for those. Otherwise, you should not bring it out. Labor is expensive and you waste the labor here.
0: Right.
1: I also do the regular meeting with the lab management team um, to give the direction, as I mentioned. I also have, which is important for me, is meeting with the company management team or the corporate team and also the marketing team to upgrade the lab status. We have some, say we have some plans coming or some plans extra, I have to improve, improve, inform our marketing team, they have to find a room. So it's really important for me to um, continuously upgrade our marketing team, that, that the status of each of these cultivars. We have about 150, 160 different cultivars in our library right now. So it's a big, big uh, collection. So We have to inform all the time. Um, I also help the a, um, a media team, if required, if they ask. Troubleshooting, for example, for regeneration protocol, if some cultivars newly arrived and doesn't like the current protocol, we have to develop a new protocol. So I jump in and, and um, help that um, R&D team to find out um, what is the best protocol will be for these uh, new cultivars. Okay. As I mentioned, discussion with the R&D team, how it is, is is going ahead. So R&D, we have a strong R&D team also, and i deeply involved with the R&D team.
0: Yeah. Well, I bet with uh, more discoveries, it leads your business into potentially different paths different countries right, right, right. and and kind of your day-to-day evolves with that so super exciting um, so this this interview is really a master class on tissue culture and I really want to dive into you know tissue culture in the cannabis space so let's start at the very top uh, Sma. what is right. tissue culture
1: okay so tissue culture actually is um, is, is basically a collection of um, techniques um, so um, in a tissue culture, um, what we do is to maintain or or, or grow plant cells, tissues, or organ um, under under sterile conditions on um, a nutrient culture media, which is which is we design. It's a known composition. Um, um, it's it's widely used. The techniques um, called micropropagation to pro- propagate, but um, but there is a lot of other techniques. As I mentioned before, there is uh, somatic embryogenesis, somatic hybridization. Um, stem culture there's epical um sorry the yeah a lot of different techniques actually in, in uh, involved in tissue culture so combination of all but most of the commonly used technique is the micro micro propagation okay um yeah so um i can give the um the, the process a little bit if yeah you are interested. let's
0: let's dive into the the basic process and maybe through the lens of a commercial grower that's looking to implement it for the first time and then we right. can take it all the way to the most seasoned uh, growers in the world and how can they do tissue culture at scale what what right. does that process look like
1: okay so um let me explain uh, from the beginning as you mentioned so uh, if we start from the initiation uh, first of all tissue culture has four different steps one is the initiation second one is the multiplication or production third is the in vitro rooting and fourth is the acclimatization so let's talk with the initiation first what is i'm, I'm making very simple way mm-hmm. um initiation when you receive a plant or a mother plant we, we should say um we take the tissue from that that plant now tissue could be an epigalmary stem could be shoot tip could be leaf disk uh, could be nodal cutting anything it depends what you want to do you want to get rid of virus you know that has a virus you have to must be going through epigalmary stem so it depends what you want right so mm-hmm. we take, take a tissue part so we do that after taking the uh, tissues in sagra we implemented a protocol where we do the first thing we do the uh, virus test um, internal and external we also do the um, uh, dna fingerprinting to uh, to when they arrived in the in the facilities the plant materials we want to check the dna fingerprinting and we we save this fingerprint in our uh, system so the after you know, six months or a year we send back the plants we also do the fingerprinting so we can Match okay. We receive this this DNA fingerprinting plant plants, and we are sending the same, uh, same one is matching. So that's the reason we do. Um, so um, going back after uh, surface sterilization, um, we inoculate in the in the uh, initiation media, which is supplemented with uh, different growth regulators. as required for uh, for initiate the plants. Uh, going uh, back a little bit here is what is surface sterilization what surface sterilization is it's actually cleaning the plants that's basically surface of the uh, each of the if it's a epical meristem stem is that cleaning the surface of the epical meristem or leaf this anything we, we use uh, uh, different chemicals to clean so that will get rope should be get rid of all bacteria and fungus and through the epical medicine culture, you get rid of uh, virus. And we use some of these um, other techniques here. I don't want to explain this part, but to get rid of virus we use, um, and bacteria and fungus. But so idea is here to clean the plants. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in this position, we some plants have internal um, intercellular bacteria, which is hard to clean. So surface sterilize will not clean the intercellular bacteria, there's another procedure. You, you still bring the plants in, in the test tube phase, um, Grow them in the initiation phase, and there is a technique after that you implement to get rid of the intercellular bacteria. Finally, after three to six months, the all um the clean plant, if um, we keep it, some of these 10, 15, 20 percent probably not clean, so we, we throw those away, we destroy those, and only the clean tissues we keep in our system. Now, here is um one important thing is that when you have the plants outside, they you have the plant they are growing, right? So they are growing with them um, and big, getting bigger and bigger. But we don't want that to grow plants inside the tissue culture vessel. We have to propagate this. So there is a requirement to change the physiology of the plants. When we bring inside, we change the growth regulator where that is that is oxygen and cytokine ratio, which you have the plants, um, uh, outside plants have, but we alter it slowly to bring it the plants to the multiplication mode or, pro- or propagation mode. That's required uh, basically again um, three to six months. So uh, cleaning and uh, and and the changing is a three to six month procedure, but if you do the epical management, it's probably require more time, about nine to tw- uh, twelve months procedure okay. to bring the plants. So after that is the is the multiplication phase. What is multiplication is is actually replicating. You clean plants, you have everything ready, now you you successfully initiated the plants. The next procedure is you just multiply. Uh, and increase your inventory. So multiplication continue depends on your um, amount of plants. You needed uh, hundred plants is very simple two three day, two three months you you're ready to uh, start giving as long as you have the stock. If you need a million plants, you have to uh, keep multiplying get your inventory, say you have a some point, you have a sixteen plants, next transfer you get a could be like sixty four plants, another transfer. so it's increasing four times or two times or right. three times whatever the multiplication cycle. And then, so, at some point, say you have a two hundred and fifty thousand plants you you um uh, one more transfer, you can make a million plants, so what you do in seven hundred and fifty thousand plants, you send it to the stage three rooting and keep two hundred and fifty in your inventory, give another transfer those two hundred and fifty you can make it again million whereas two hundred uh, seven fifty you already rooted plants you're sending to the field for for uh, or to the growers to 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 propagate, uh, to grow mm-hmm. so and you cycle as long as the demand is there you keep keep uh, um, recycling that one and you have always fresh plants coming from the lab non-stop now if you have a thousand plants requirement your planning will be different. you started only difference you start giving earlier uh, and at when a million plants or seven hundred fifty thousand plants you you have to do the inventory the process is all same okay so that's that's what we call multiplication and i already mentioned stage 3 uh, which is stage 3 is the routine um in, in vitro rooting so you grow the plants in um uh, elongated shoots put in the um, um special media uh to root the plants small roots as soon as like few millimeter we don't let them grow t- uh, too much big roots like we we, we let them just small uh, few millimeter roots and then we send it um, outer environment which is called ex vitro condition and let the um, shootlets or plantlets to um, acclimatize in the outer environment and eventually the grower will have those plants. So that's, that's the basic procedure for, for a whole tissue culture industry.
0: And, and is that a single cultivar or are you doing all that multiplication with multiple cultivars at once?
1: We can do multiple cultivars um, in once. Depends on your workforce. We can do single. Um, so what we are doing at sagra I can give an example. Mm-hmm. We receive plants right now. We already initiated, and everything is in a multiplication up to 160 different cultivars.
0: Wow. Now,
1: if, if we receive, say, um, we receive a plants today, so we will do the procedure on everything cleaning and everything starting today and it is we have a team they are continuing this one from initiation three months to six months time they'll in the production but if we receive another plants from another client tomorrow this will also continue continue so re- basically we we our procedure is we can accept four mother plants in a week we do we try we can do it if we increase our uh, technician but right now we are um, uh, we developed the system uh, that maximum is four mother plants we can receive in a week so we can do all the procedures so starting from dna fingerprinting virus test uh, initiation multiplication and rooting so that's that's how it's proceeding. and our uh, library is increasing um, every day anyway
0: i bet and that's the, the basic process now, can we crank it up a couple notches for some of our more advanced uh, season growers? What would tissue culture at scale look like uh, beyond that basic process?
1: So um, for the season growers like you're talking about, say for um, outside growers or, um, or or for indoors it's very simple. Year round they are producing, we produce, okay. we give it, so it's a, it's a process for year round production is um, which is really common in actually is is always common in um, agriculture industry because agriculture is um, seasonal you know that horticulture uh, so springtime, spring you bring all the plants out um, and fall time summer and um, summer and um, winter we don't uh here and there few same thing here so for a um, for a client um, which which require the plants say uh, spring we start to grow the uh, some plants in um, uh, some cultivars that require cultivars they back to previous fall depending on the number and then we st- we we increase the production up to some point say we need 40000 for one cultivar we'll go to 40000 and some extra for us obviously and we we send um, right before spring well, it's t- about 30 days procedure for do the in vitro rooting so um, we we produce those uh, plants the way we do the planning is they will start the stage three a month earlier than the desired supply date. So once that um, the, the plants is rooted, then in a, in a desired time, we send it to our, our growers. So um, in this case, it's a little bit different. We keep um, only a small limited number of plants and send everything because their plants may require next year again. So we don't want to build up that and maintain right. a huge stock, it's a waste of labor so uh we just meant that's the only difference we keep it a smaller number some of this uh, facility in the tissue culture we develop a low st- temperature storage um, space small grow room with a uh, lower temperature actually you can store your plant material over there for, for and it's require very um, less uh, transfer so it's, it's, you don't spend a lot of labor every two three months you go back and give a transfer so you can store there forever if, whenever you need but for seasonal clients, we, we plan this way that, okay, we need one time yearly. If this is going all out and then we'll keep the rest in, in our uh, storage. And then we just maintain and next fall, we'll start the production again, depending on the numbers.
0: Okay. Let's go back all the way to the invention of tissue culture. When did it first start? And, you know, what was the agricultural uh, context? You know, what were they uh, creating or inventing tissue culture for?
1: right so um actually um as you mentioned the agriculture is my favorite area yeah. too uh, plant tissue culture actually playing a big vital role in uh, in the area of agriculture and horticulture yeah, and plant breeding also um, as it um, comp- um uh, complement the crop production through uh, micropropagation synthetic seed production somaclonal variation which is for the um, uh, creating new varieties or new cultivars, hybridization, genetic transfer, transformation, haploid culture, uh, pathogen eradication, which is a really important for cannabis also, mm. um, and by and also by ja- for germ- germplasm preservation, which is also a cannabis industry adopting these uh, two things, right? So, uh, plant tissue culture actually um, uh, it is it's contributing this in the field of science for last hundred years. So, when the first um, at Shoe culture was developed in a in a uh, carrot, um, we 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 didn't see the effect of uh, its agricultural value, but for for hundred years ago and but it's it's contributed different other techniques or in science. Mm. However, commercial agriculture industry actually adopt the technique for the last forty years, I would say about last forty years, and. Um, uh, and um, first crop was, I believe it was um, uh, like commercial production for uh, potato, banana. Those are the uh, oldest uh, crops that came to the really? agriculture. Really? It started yeah. with
0: bananas? Uh,
1: potato actually, the first one. Oh, and then okay. banana, strawberry. Um, right now we are producing huge amount of blueberries, okay. all the blueberries. Actually, strawberry is really interesting. Like Drisco, for example, is the biggest strawberry production and the, all our strawberries coming through. Tissue culture because they, they have to be um, a tissue culture where the potential they grow in uh, the soil and the potential for virus, virus infection is there. It's so too they high. always start the fresh um, and come through. They are the biggest tissue culture lab um, uh, they have, and billions of strawberry plants uh, through tissue culture they are producing. Wow. And in California, actually, uh, um, the bank will not give a loan to a strawberry grower if you don't. Have a link with the tissue culture company, where you're getting the tissue culture oh product. Oh so important
0: yeah, It's, it's that importance. far advanced yes. in that sector.
1: Exactly. So you can see where we are, and we we when we started the cannabis, we we're struggling to convince uh, growers. Well, you need the need the tissue culture plants, right? Orchid is one of the um, ornamental um, um, floriculture product, which is all done by tissue culture, and is. Um, countries like Singapore, uh, Thailand, they have the biggest um, economy coming from orchid tissue culture. There's so many tissue culture companies there. They're producing all of this throughout the huh. world. They're supplying, right? It's a it's a, it's a, it's a huge industry uh, of tissue culture for agriculture and horticulture.
0: Yeah, why, why do you think, SMA that it took so long for the cannabis industry to adopt tissue culture?
1: I would say one of the issue uh, that was the actually uh, legalization mm. this group crop was prohibited for many many years right there is not much scope for the mainstream scientists to go and work for the and conduct research i personally tried when i was in university of guelph also it's so many paperwork you have to do so much um, uh, um federal um, for the, to get the approval from f- uh, federal government is so much paperwork. some time you gave up you can only really do um on the other hand the Growers could not take the advantage of uh, science um, or tissue culture, right? So they are growing their own way, cloning and everything. You cannot take the advantage of tissue culture because you don't have the access to them, Them, right? Um, even after legalization, legalization it took a long time um, for people to understand the benefit of tissue culture. Mm. Uh, before legalization, cannabis was allowed to grow with limited numbers also. So you have, um, say you have a, a, in Canada that we have some um, growers uh, allowed to grow for health purpose, um, medicinal requirement, mm-hmm. but you allowed only few, like uh, 50 plants or, or right now is four, but at some point you allowed 50 plants, or 100 plants. So in that small scale, uh, growers think why we need tissue culture, right? right. So um, mm-hmm. you probably don't need to take the advantage of tissue culture because you, you scaling up is one of the important thing for uh, tissue culture. Small number, it doesn't work. So they doesn't need that one. And, but that habit when the legalization um finally came in 2017 October um, the heavy is still there um, the uh, culture took long time to um, overcome that that okay we don't we can do that they, then they are must uh, they're really good i would say they're really good doing cutting and everything um, and really easily they can produce hundreds and thousands of plants but when you do the above thousand or above um uh, or millions uh, it's not possible they realize finally um because they never did that scale scaled uh production
0: yeah
1: so the growers who work for pre uh, legalization period which i as i mentioned has a lot of experience i i respect them um they are the only people actually had some uh in-hand experience when after legalization right so we have to use them um there is no nobody else knows how to grow plants so they are the people and they came in and said, okay, we can do the cutting. So we got that knowledge and everything we use, but that's how t- tissue culture, a uh, little bit behind, but it's coming back right now. It's coming back a lot. Um, um, a lot of companies actually looking for tissue culture nowadays. I can see the big change last one year in Canada too.
0: I bet. So it's trending towards more tissue culture. And some of the reasons you highlighted, you know, legalization and kind of holding back the research. Uh, smaller plant count. So, if you're growing at home, either in Canada, right. the US, somewhere else, um, you might not need tissue culture as much. And then, kind of, both of those things um, led to kind of lack of experience. And tissue culture, yeah. you know, you said it's been around for 40 years in traditional agriculture. So, it's just coming around to cannabis. I mean, I'm glad we have it now. Um, and I, I personally first saw tissue culture at scale at uh, Teaklin Alum uh, as a Canacribs right. episode we filmed. Uh, their lab right. director, Ulrich, uh, he actually had experience with uh, tissue culture in tobacco, and right. specifically, you know, trying to get rid of diseases that uh, were specific to the tobacco plant. So it was really cool to learn from him, and, and definitely cool to learn from you today as well. Um, for any growers out there that, you know, maybe they're they're used to uh, working with seeds directly. Um, they do, you know, a lot of uh, micropropagation that way. Um, how would you convince them to switch over to tissue culture?
1: Um, seeds, uh, same as clone, cl- uh, clones, right? Mm-hmm. Both are actually not, you cannot guarantee they are pathogen free. A tissue culture can provide you pathogen free plant production. A seeds can carry the virus generation after generation, as you know. Um, other thing about the seed is genetic, genetic variability. So every, okay. every, um, Generation there may be variation in genetic They have to cross to produce um, genetic
0: uh, drift. Yeah,
1: di- uh, uh, yeah. Genetic drift. Actually, I would say genetic. Um, so it's a uh, two parents uh, produce one seed. So obviously, character from the uh, from two two of these can produce different variants. So um, depend on the poly uh, pollination. So it's seed to seed always. It's not identical. You okay. you do the DNA f- uh, fingerprinting. You probably will not get identical seed unless you do a lot of homogenization and then at the end you may produce but it's it's a lot of um, hassle but seed market is like in agriculture industry seed market is there parallelly tissue culture is there so what i can see that eventually seed um, will be there in a limited scale we we will not will not eliminate the seed because it's, it's will be there always in agriculture also but the but the tissue culture grow itself because people see the advantage of tissue culture, people see the that, um, uh, that the growth uh, extra benefit. What you bring in tissue culture is not in the seeds. Automatically, some people divert, some people stay. But what I can see that um, seeds probably will be more convenient for the outdoor grow at some point. Hmm. But all the indoors will keep it um, that t- uh, well, tissue culture, right? So it's easy you handle the uh, handle and everything. But um, but again the um, the the. Getting the maximum benefit benefits, tissue culture will be there at some point. Mm. Right now, um, it's 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 limited um, and limited to go like whether like um, for Canada, it's limited. Uh, we are colder climate, so it's a limited uh, summer. So you prepare the if you can plan this way, you can prepare the tissue culture plants. You can send it; they can grow and then get the maximum benefit. Bring it out. If not the case, seed will be there uh, as, a, as a supplementary all the time. Um, but uh, eventually, I believe the tissue culture will take over the seed business at uh, some point.
0: Yeah. Well, I, uh, I'm kind of imagining there's growers listening to this right now thinking, is it time to move to tissue culture? You know, Should I make that switch? So to kind of help them out and help them answer that question, what's that threshold of plant count? That you think okay, maybe zero to a thousand plants you can get away without using tissue culture, but once you cross a thousand, you should be doing tissue culture. What's that plant count threshold um, that you would uh, say?
1: So um, I can give another example from agriculture industry. We always say if you ever need a two thousand plants
0: um, okay. below,
1: don't do tissue culture. That's uh, we used to say, but in um, cannabis is different. Uh, that. Uh, doesn't work even a two plant sometimes better tissue culture. the reason I'm telling you um, um, years, are, years after years doing the cutting, those plants I saw in my, my experience, those plants um, when you take the cuttings, you open the own, the bacteria and fungus enter, the plants are not healthy. Um, so you need to clean those plants. So you, if you keep doing the cutting your production will be uh, um, less years after years after years. So you have to start with, for cannabis industry, I can see that the requirement of tissue culture, even a smaller scale,
0: hmm. you
1: have to uh, link with somebody to get the tissue culture plants. You can, you can do the cutting of tissue culture plants, um, as a, you grow them as a mother plant, but for one or two generations, but you have to um, link with the tissue culture plants. Because there is, I saw so many plants has intercellular bacteria, virus, ferrovia, and uh, i forget about fungus fungus is everywhere anyway so clean and, and we saw the big difference when you clean the plants they're big difference their growth vigor is huge their secondary metabolites production is high Fru, um, uh, flower production is bigger so a lot of advantage our growers can see the people who grow that they always come back to the tissue culture again i can give an example again to go back to the agriculture blueberry so if we, oh, uh, if we send a, a tissue culture plants, they have, obviously they have their vigor is more, they have more branches and everything. So they have a fruit production is uh, way more than have cutting plants. And as you know, that uh, uh, blueberries are picking up by machine nowadays sometimes the machine has problem to pick up, uh, pick up that is so heavy they cannot even lifting up those that many uh, fruits so we have to design the tissue culture plants reduce the growth regulator make it less or bushier um, wow. but they get the cleanliness again and they get the um, uh, better bushiness than the cutting plants and they will have the better better fruits but you can see the big difference in a, in a cutting um, derived plants um, then a tissue culture plant, so you have to require a tissue culture f- plants uh, for cannabis although uh, in in a, in a cannabis as I, again i mentioning doing by cutting many years many years where moms are really mm-hmm. sick, we have to start from tissue culture to to get the
0: advantage of um of these um, plants, okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. This has been an excellent introduction to cannabis tissue culture. We're going to take a quick break, SMA, and when we get back, we're really going to dig into the disease resistance of plants from tissue culture. Okay, thank you. The first time I heard about Green Vault Systems was when we went out to King's Garden to film a Canna Groups episode. The Kings Garden team had a serious amount of product leaving that facility on a weekly basis, so they were using the Precision Batcher by Green Vault Systems. And if you're not familiar, think of a packaging system like a body. The Precision Batcher is the heart where it all begins, everything flows out from there. And the Green Vault Systems team, headed up by Lise, she is amazing. They work with clients every day to automate their packaging lines. They design packaging systems for all shapes and sizes with all the automation you can think of. Head on over to the link in the description and check it out. All right, we're back from the break, Ma, and I'd like to learn a little bit more about the disease resistance. I know that you were talking about. Uh, a lot of the benefits um, of tissue culture plants, and one of those is um, the lack of diseases. So can you teach me a little bit more about that? Yeah,
1: definitely. This is a really interesting area for me, for uh, tissue culture. Actually, clones, are taken from a mom, as I mentioned already. I go back a little bit there. A specific mother plant, for example, which may already have been invaded by many pathogenic um, and non pathogenic uh, microorganisms, including fungus, virus, bacteria. Repeated cuttings from uh, mother plants is exposed, as I mentioned before, the wounds, right? Make right. the mother plants very vul- vulnerable to the microbes. That's why um, they're more um, like. Uh, uh, vulnerable to pathogens so that's why uh, we need the TC, TC as I mentioned before um, uh, the reason for uh, so um, um, so the the disease resistance okay before going there let me explain a little bit here the reason for the uh, meristematic tissue are free from uh, virus is um, these cells actually have a higher rate of uh, metabolism their cell division is faster And virus cannot actually replicate in such cells. So what happened that most of the virus actually migrate uh, through uh, through vascular bundle also, and that part is not connected with uh, vascular bundle. And we use those tips to uh, regenerate the um, the plants. That's how we get rid of virus and surface sterilization clean all of these. Uh, all of these um, extra bacteria and fungus, that, which is much much easier than uh, cleaning the virus, right? Okay. Um, so that's one way of doing um, uh, all this cleaning. And now you coming the disease resistance. Actually, tissue culture cannot produce any disease resistance cultivar, but it can actually produce disease-free plants. How? Um, I just mentioned this one that we do the surface sterilization we do the stem culture so bacteria fungus and virus all we can clean but if we have a disease resistance cultivar it's developed through breeding or genetic engineering we can actually rapidly multiply and make it available available to the growers through tissue culture that's possible wow. um uh, so th- uh, this is um yeah, we don't we don't create uh, disease resistance uh, cultivar, but we can create disease resistance uh, disease-free plants. Mm-hmm. So that's the big difference, and and that's the advantage of um, tissue culture to uh, to scale up very rapidly if you have a new cultivar coming with the disease resistance. So. Um, even if you have a disease resistance they may have some other bacteria fungus and you need a tissue culture to clean the others one so the plant will get the maximum benefit when they try to grow in the in your uh, growing facilities
0: okay and uh, could you give me an example maybe from traditional agriculture of what that disease resistance could ultimately look like like how much crop are you saving you know comparatively to non-tissue culture there.
1: The, okay, so um, one example I gave you the blueberries, right? So fru- fruits are fruits are, um, 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 Two three to seven times more uh, blueberry fruits you can produce per plants is coming from uh, from tissue culture plants than a non tissue cultured uh, or cutting plants or seed plants uh, in the blueberry industry um, um, other thing is the um, strawberry you, you don't have any option uh, to produce uh, strawberry plants um which is not coming from tissue culture even you produce your your crop will be um first year is fine maybe second year will start uh um have the virus first year if you have a clean plant, the first year will, will be fine let me correct myself uh, if you have a um a virus infected plants um you you not only the crop failure it you can see the uh, this form of the fruits and nobody want to buy those kind of uh, fruits right you want to good shape fruits, which is free from all disease and everything. So mm-hmm. your, your production goes higher. So agriculture industry for some crops is required to have a uh, tissue culture plants. Without that, you cannot. Scaling up is coming after. If you need a million plants, obviously if you need a thousand plants, five thousand plants. Obviously you need tissue culture, but to, to clean the plants, you to get the clean plants. You have to come to the tissue culture industry Um, um is in, in this uh, um, industry. Yeah.
0: OK. And for all the growers out there thinking, you know, just kind of comparing the advantages of tissue culture and um, their commercial grow, what would be um, kind of the, the plant count um, increase that you could do maybe at the same cost? You know, maybe they're currently producing 5,000 plants by clones a month or, you know, whatever example you want to do. How could you increase that with tissue culture? You know, what, what would that right. benchmark be?
1: Right. Um. Okay, so before going there, just let me explain one more thing here. Yeah. Is, um, if you yeah. see back to the agriculture industry, they adopt tissue culture as one of their main production pathway for their success, right? Not only for propagation, for uh, pathogen elimination, for scaling up production, for storing their genetics, right? So it's multi-functional multi, uh, uh, way they take the advantage of tissue culture same as cannabis, all of this implement. Mm-hmm. So coming to their point, uh, uh, so one more thing here is some of the recalcitrant plants, which is very difficult to propagate through, through cutting, some of the rhododendron varieties, some of the azalea varieties, some of the uh, calmia varieties, very difficult to do through cutting and they don't have seeds even, viable seeds to produce from seeds. So those cases, there is no other alternate, Say it's same as um, strawberry that you have to produce through tissue culture if you want to do large scale production. So those companies who adopt the tissue culture, they are ahead of everybody else, right? And other advantage here, is, which is true for um, cannabis too, is you develop a new cultivar, new variety through breeding program or genetic engineering. It's uh, to scaling up is only always possible through tissue culture. So you can bring it very quickly to the growers. If you wait through the cutting, like you have only one plant you develop through breeding, you have to, how many years you have to wait through the cutting to bring it to the growers. But if you have a, um, uh, using the advantage of tissue culture, you need a little bit of tissue, grow and produce millions of plants and then give it to the, uh, um, to your growers, they can take the advantage very rapidly. You you can bring it in in the market, which you require few years for you to develop this, uh, uh, new cultivars. So why you have to wait for five, six years to, to do the cutting and bring it to the clients, right? Mm. So that's the other advantage. Now, now the asking about the number of um, uh, plants or scaling up. So if your demand is um, like millions of plants, obviously you require um, a tissue culture. Without that, you should not even try to do through cuttings <laughs> of that many plants. It's not possible. It's not um, a viable option. Um, and, um, and the vigor of the growth, um, uh, vigor growth of the plant and the resulted larger, actually, we we found from our own study that, yes, uh, bigger la- um, uh, flower uh, production growth is vigor. yes. Um, uh, ended up resulting the uh, a bigger secondary meta- higher secondary metabolite production because they are free from pathogen they don't have to fight for their own uh, survival with the uh, with the pathogen intercellular or intracellular bacteria fungus and all of these so they don't have to fight so they are concentrated all only the carbon production or secondary metabolic production or primary metabolite production okay. that's how they grow and their vigor go high. So yeah, that's uh, um, again scaling up, obviously through tissue culture, and um, you're getting better uh, plant production and healthier, maintaining healthier um, plants in your in your system, which is a huge advantage,
0: right? And what about uh, I don't I don't think we talked about this before, but what about controlling the phenotypes? Do you have an increased control on on the phenotypes and maybe some genetic manipulation you can do? um on that cultivar or on that tissue culture plant um
1: genetic manipulation um in a tissue culture no we do the true to type culture you bring bring something your genetics we keep the same gene genetics and bring it uh, and give it to you we multiply but if there any any uh variation happen during tissue culture process that could be good that could be bad we need to test and we can do our our system to check it's, it's um it's is any drifting or any uh, i should not use the word drifting Is a small variation happen or not if happen we need to grow and see it's good sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad but um going back to the your question is um phenotype yes so phenotype is um you can bring their um, original phenotypes back. Let's put put it this way because plant, again, doesn't have to um, uh, fight back with your bacteria or uh, intercellular bacteria or pathogenic or non-pathogenic bacteria Mm -hmm. um, and fungus and everything. So if plants grow their maximum possible way, if you give the maximum uh, optimum growth condition, um, not only the aerial environment, also the nutrients, and plant will give you the best possible uh phenotypes uh growth. so you can see that so um, we can control some extent extent so if you don't need a um, but it's um, some extent because it's mostly controlled by genetics so we cannot uh, change the genetics but bigger vigor we can control if we want to reduce the growth regulator some of this oxygen cytokine ratio we can um, make it bushier plants or we can we can reduce the growth regulators to make it a um, Less bushier plants, uh, whatever you want, right? So that is possible through tissue culture.
0: Okay, so increasing and decreasing yield, ultimately. Yield, um, yeah, growth um, yield biomass will be
1: uh, increased or de- decreasing, but the uh, maximum secondary metabolites production will be maximized always, like whatever the plant usually give, like say 22% or 23% um, uh, THC, that mm-hmm. will be tissue culture plants um, will be have there. But the phenotype, say you have a growing condition, you don't You don't want to indoor, um, you don't want to huge, bushy plants, so you want a, right. a smaller plant so you can produce, um, you can give them so they don't have to do less pruning yeah. there, right? So you can control that way by, by controlling the growth regulators um, um, to the plants. Further the
0: saving money in yeah. labor costs of cutting down your your pruning. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Um, I know, you know, just being in the cannabis industry, I, have personally been in for about five, five years. Um, I started this company in college and, uh, I've heard a, a fair amount of conversations around, you know, GMO products, you know, whether that's food or, or the cannabis we consume. So are there any myths Sma that you can help dispel as far as Uh, you know, genetically modified cannabis and why growers might not want to use tissue culture because maybe some of those older stigmas still might be around?
1: Yes, interesting.
0: Um, So again, we
1: don't, uh, um, we, in the tissue culture industry, we do not manipulate the gene. It's not a genetically modified product uh, or crops. You giving the plants, we just multiply it. Very simple procedure. So in the tissue culture industry, we never um, manipulate the gene. If we it's accidentally happen, we actually do that DNA fingerprinting and find out and we discard those unless clients want that. Hmm. So that's our uh, in the tissue culture, not only our, all tissue culture companies do. They just copy it, true to type production. So uh, definitely we don't um, create any genetically modified product in, uh, in, in the tissue culture facilities. Um, so um, yeah, so it's not a, a true-to-type. Only difference from uh, mother plants um, or the cutting, uh, the, the, uh, the conventional cutting system um, we are doing is we are first clean the plants and then do the cutting through tissue culture. Though that's the only difference. You're getting the same plants from cutting, and we're giving the same plants. Our plants will be cleaner, vigorous growth, but genetically they are exactly same. Uh, right. So um and and the other advantage that I mentioned a few times is you can batch of thousands and millions and you can give it together. So that's the only only difference I can see, right?
0: Right. Let's bring it back all the way to the consumer, you know, from tissue culture to sale <laughs> instead right. of seed to sale. So Um, Pepsi Coke challenge, can you tell any difference from a plant that was grown from tissue culture compared to, uh, you know, cutting from a, a mother plant?
1: yeah, there's a, um, visible, um, difference. Um, uh, so there is a highly visible difference is, um, you can see that, um, cutting plants, has normally if well again if your mother plants is somehow it's clean it's new you may not see much difference okay um uh, uh, initially but years after years you can see because they got contaminated again and again but if you i visited so many different um, facilities and i saw so many mother plants are uh, uh, growing in um, in a such a condition they have mm. obviously have um and then the owned uh, opening those uh, owns and the gave the bacteria and um, fungus entering that system. So I can see the sick mother plants. Um, mm-hmm. So the cuttings coming from there, and the tissue culture will be big huge difference. Now, if a moderately um, grown mother plants which has some kind of disease, some not disease, some kind of non pathogenic um, uh, bacteria and fungus, but you don't see the disease because there is not much. Pathogenic bacteria or pathogenic uh, fungus which kill the plants or create the disease But you cannot see that but still you you are plant is fighting for hundreds and thousands of uh, non-pathogenic Bacteria or virus or fungus you cannot see though the symptom but you know that that plants is fighting to Food for for everything. So compared with that tissue culture obviously have a better uh, Growth better plants vigors everything right. So um, um, that you can see again the difference now you just created a brand new plants, and it, you know it came from the lab or somewhere and it's clean first generation you probably not see much difference from that your mother plants uh cuttings with the tissue culture plant because both is comparatively clean only mm-hmm. difference you can see the our plants a little bit bigger because they have the growth regulators there for make them faster so that's a little bit difference you can see but it's generally um not not much um 5 to 10% difference probably you can
0: see. Okay. So what about for all of our organic growers out there that, you know, maybe they are just adamantly opposed to tissue culture. You know, what what would you say to them about the future of cannabis and everything that we've talked about today? Do you think ultimately just like uh, you know, strawberries and blueberries, do you think for those grow operations potentially getting loans from the banks in the future or getting access to certain financing, do you think that they're gonna have to convert to tissue culture or will there always be a lane for them in the market uh, to grow without tissue culture?
1: Yeah, that's actually an um, interesting question and actually you answered that in some extent. Um, uh, most, um, actually, yeah, again, most of us, um, we, we know that that strawberry banana um uh blueberries grapes that all we are eating coming through tissue culture mm. and um all of this you can go to supermarket you see the, you mm-hmm. see the organic banana you see the regular banana parallel sitting both coming through tissue culture you see the organic uh, uh organic um, strawberry you see the regular strawberry even Drisco, they are everything coming from tissue culture they have this both product in the market um so, so organic
0: is still tissue culture
1: Tissue culture, still tissue culture, right? Okay. You growing organically. That's the only difference. It's coming either seed um, or 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 cutting or to tissue culture. That's difference. You are organically grown. By the way, we also um, some uh, country or some uh, stage doesn't require to grow the tissue culture plants organically. So you take the tissue culture cuttings like a seed and you grow organically. That's the requirement but we go and go when beyond that we actually can produce organically um, grow or um, propagate tissue culture plants if the cl- client required so okay. we have the technology in our our lab also so we can produce organic tissue culture plants and they can they will never touch the um, the um, um, s- substance or the chemicals that require uh, for non-organic uh, plants so we'll supply all, everything organically and we can create um, but it, um, the growing part is or um, have to be organic to get this get right. the product organically grown plant, yeah right so it's, it's it's not that it's misleading some points yeah
0: yeah that makes sense well we're going to take our final break mm-hmm. Sma, and when we get back we're going to go yep. into your predictions for the future of cannabis tissue culture When we think about packaging, the literal elephant in the room is the Precision Batcher by Green Vault Systems. This machine allows you to cut down on the overpacking and the product loss that might be associated with hand packing, right? And that's really where the savings is broken down. Using their ROI calculator, let's say it's 20 bucks an hour, it's $3 per gram, and it's 100 pounds per week, on an annual basis you're going to be spending three hundred and sixty thousand dollars with the precision batcher Um, that is your initial investment your labor cost your product yield that is compared to seven hundred and twenty six thousand dollars that you're spending on hand packing it definitely makes a whole lot of sense to use the green vault systems products and also they have a really cool patent it's called air Cush technology and it moves all the buds through gentle puffs of air so there's very little trichome loss i know sometimes that's an argument of some of these machines hey there's so much trichome loss we don't want to use them but with this new technology the air cushion technology it's actually being pushed throughout the system with air so it's not hitting the sides of the machine You work really hard to grow your amazing flower so you should treat it as such all the way through the end of the packaging experience all right we're back from our final break and i want to hear about the future of tissue culture in the cannabis space and your predictions
1: starting like if i go back to a year um we 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 saw that that um cannabis growers are resistant to tissue culture but coming in only a year um in in, uh, in this um, area we are supplying the tissue culture product to our clients so far we have about 30 i believe about 30 uh, licensed producers um uh, signed the agreement with uh, segra to for getting wow. the service in um, in canada and i know in california uh, right. top i would say top 10 growers are using tissue culture already to produce their plants they're they're um started using um, heavily the tissue culture products um, from their side. So uh, I can see a huge growth of tissue culture coming and eventually most of these um, licensed producers will grow through tissue culture, right? So that's um, there's I can see and um, um, not only Sega, there will be several tissue culture companies will be required for supplying these big demands um of, of tissue culture companies um uh, tissue culture products so the, yeah i predict that it will be a huge market for tissue culture mm. and once the legalization uh, coming in u.s so Bob, um, and you can see a big burst of um, products product coming from tissue culture product from coming from canada or europe or mexico or everywhere it will be um, easily um, uh, uh, supplies for ag industry in canada we have a company which supply Throughout U.S. and Canada, uh, U.S. and Europe, and um, everywhere, so same thing happening. Uh, cannabis industry very soon.
0: Okay. And I had a you know pretty incredible interview, enlightening interview with Nat Pennington. I'm not mm. sure if you've ever done work with him. He's the founder of Humboldt Seed Company, and it was great to learn about his company. He's been around for 20 years, and great. I'm curious, you know, in your opinion, what what's going to happen with the seed companies like Nat? You know, are they still going to be able to distribute seeds to both commercial growers and hobbyists? Are they going to trend more to the hobbyists that have the lower plant count that might not be using tissue culture? You know, kind of what's SMA's crystal ball prediction uh, for the future of seed companies? Uh,
1: That's um, a question I have to answer very carefully yeah uh, this one let's put it this <laughs> way see course. yeah seeds um, as i mentioned in agriculture industry seeds is still there we we seed companies are still producing lots of seeds and they're marketing and they're growing tissue culture is growing day by day still right so there is a, a market saturation will come um, parallelly with seeds and the and the tissue culture aside right but um if you see the advantage of. Um, Seeds, uh, v- uh, tissue culture product versus seeds. Again, I'm telling you that it's a true to type production um, is possible through tissue culture, um, virus elimination, and all of these uh, advantages um, I mentioned through tissue culture. So, mm. um, what is the market share? Hard to say. Yeah. Who will take more and which uh, uh, leave less, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um again there there is a because of convenience or uh, easy to transport maybe outdoor people some of those will go for uh, seeds, and some of these will stay with tissue culture but indoor all will be uh, because it's, it's easier they don't have to wait for generation everything you have the ready-made plants coming convenience and then you just um, uh, start and grow and save some time for indoor uh, growers so you're getting the pl- plants you you are there you you um um start veg right away so why wasting time to germinate and then grow and then get them to the stage of um, uh, veg stage right right so um we believe long term there may be a better better quality seed uh, coming in the market and they will take their uh, position some point but um uh, like um agriculture industry seed tissue culture make their own place in the market outdoor again predominantly probably um, uh, Seed-based indoor, probably predominantly tissue culture-based. We don't know, right? So it's and depends on cultivar also. Some mm-hmm. some cultivars probably not do good with seeds, so they have yeah. to depend on the on the tissue culture. So same as agriculture industry, some variety you cannot do anything with the seeds. So seed take longer time, re- re- requires some kind of treatment to germinate whereas in tissue culture, is you just grow and uh, from cuttings and and these things, right? It's hard to predict right now, but yeah. I can see a huge market for tissue culture is coming. That's that's true.
0: Yeah, and do you see a future where seed companies like Nat and Humboldt Seed Company? Do you think they might start um, creating their own internal tissue culture yeah. laboratories, or Possibly. do you think? I mean, that could be a potential. Or does Segra, if you're allowed to talk about kind of uh, strategic partnerships and supply chain partnerships, do you see a future where Segra might partner with some of the more you know reputable and well-known uh, seed companies that have exclusive uh, genetics? Um, yeah. Could you see yourself kind of partnering with them?
1: Yeah, we, we can see actually. With, um, we have, uh, without naming, we already started negotiating. We got the um, uh, connection with some seed companies where Excellent. you can have- um have the new uh, cultivars uh, breeding so you do the breeding you have to come through the seeds produce the n- new plants so seeds right. requirement for that is always there and we have the access to we'll have that access to those new new uh, cultivars and we bring this germinate and then we do um scale up that that right so that's that's a possible collaboration is already started uh, happening same as in a um, in a um, agriculture industry, or most of the tissue culture company connected, or have their own breeding um, breeding team, or have connected with a breeding okay. um, lab, or breeding company, where you get the um, new variety coming, new cultivar coming. They have the access to do the marketing. Yes, this is the tissue culture have to be involved there to multiply and yeah. give to the clients as early as possible. So. There is always a, co- a collaboration between breeding um, seed companies and a tissue culture companies, and I can see that it's, it's happening very soon, and in this industry also.
0: That's great. I mean, from this masterclass today, you know, to me personally, it sounds like we're going to have more affordable, healthier, uh, cleaner, and probably more varieties of uh, cannabis uh, in the future. Um, with tissue culture and and the help of all the research that you're doing so that's that's super exciting to me as a consumer Um, and you know I'd love to kind of wrap up with your horizon of future expansion projects you know anything fun that you can share with me today at Segra um, that maybe you know it's not out yet uh, but you're working on it behind the scenes and you can share a little bit uh, with us today
1: I can I can say one I can mention one thing that um, we as I mentioned we have a real interest I have really interest on uh, automation of the procedure mm-hmm. or, or the um, uh, tissue culture um, process so we are currently working with the um, automation of different steps of tissue culture um, uh, uh, for example we have already automated the cleaning and st- uh, sanitization process for Culture vessels, so you don't require any human labor or or minimize the human labor. Let's put it this way: media preparation and dispensing um, already already in a SAGRA facility we already um, introduced. Very close to automate um, the test tube cleaning procedure, which require manual labor a lot, mm. and sanitation process. That's one. That's one. These all achieved through the collaboration work with um, between SAGRA uh, tissue culture lab and. Um, engineering department of uh, Simon Fraser University here in uh, Vancouver area. Um, We are also in the process of um, developing a robotic system to do the transplanting um, in the laminar flow where all the technicians sitting and splitting the plants, that part is also possible um, to automate some of this background work I did. I, I had a publication and a patent there. So we are trying to implement that one, a larger scale in cannabis um, industry. The, all of this, the reason I'm mentioning, as you mentioned, that price and uh, market. So. We can buy automatic so tissue culture. The most of this expense coming from, from labor, right? Mm-hmm. So, by automated some of these process we can minimize our cost, we can minimize so we have more competitive uh, in the market. So, we will be ahead of our competitor, plus, we'll bring price that down so close that we can actually provide the cutting um, plants or the close to the seed plants. Okay, then. Let's see that price is not big difference. Why not put tissue culture, right? That's the idea. So that's one thing is, is going on heavily in my um, R&D side. And we are, Segra, actually um, doing pretty good, good job in here um, with uh, collaborating with Simon Fraser University and and um, we are developing different products in this, this, side, this sector.
0: That's excellent. And I should have covered this, Ma, in the very beginning, but could you give me kind of the the high level of your different uh, tissue culture patents, and I'll make sure to link them in the description of this episode as well.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. So uh, patents, I had one uh, bioreactor, which I developed. Let me go back to the bioreactor. What is bioreactor is growing plants in liquid media. So uh, compared with solid media. Right now, most of the 99%, um, 99 99.5% probably um uh, tissue culture company using the solid media where you um pr- producing gel and you inoculate the plants there but liquid culture is um found some advantages over um solid media the most important is the blabber you just in solid media you have to prepare the cuttings uh, technician have to seed and inoculate each one by for using um, uh, some tools but in the liquid media you just Finish the cutting. You dump everything inside the vessel and close it and leave it there, right? Hmm. So, um, only problem is that you have to make sure there is enough oxygen in the liquids. That's the crit- critical part. There is the, one of the pattern is there. Uh, automation part, as I mentioned, um, we, we this is pending. Um, right now, um, in in my previous job, we did some um, automation process for. Um, for that tissue culture product, um, doing in, in a robotic system, doing the tissue culture product in the laminar flow system. Um, while working last one, last few years in SAGRA International, we have I have two patents. Uh, we did some work there. One is the um, we call it stage 3.5 uh, product where you, you escape the stage 3. And you don't go to stage four it's between me in between from stage two directly come to 3.5 so you escape actually one step it's combination of both steps. and the vessel is designed to grow the plant stage 3.5 we call it and also ship it uh, across the uh, canadian or um, in in canadian market so you that way the way is designed. like if you you grow the plants but you ship it that way it not in the shipping time shocking and it's not killing the plants it's not right. uh, damaging the plants so that way it has been designed that uh, you can actually grow and ship in same same vessels and, that is and customer yeah receive those right so that's one the other one is um auto flower tissue culture of auto flower that's also recently applied for pattern there's the research recently done um yeah that um few few uh patterns um some is in process some is uh, already um got the patent and uh, patented so it, it's in process right now a few of those
0: excellent well thank you so much for joining me and everyone listening today um, for this master class on tissue culture i really appreciate your time and um i i know everyone in the community is going to want to reach out to you so what's the best way for people to get in touch with you do you like email linkedin you know what's the best uh, both ways works, email, um, LinkedIn, yeah, uh, both okay. ways, either way
1: I can I can be um, in touch,
0: yeah. Great. Well, I'll go ahead and, and link those in the description. Um, so thank you again for joining us today. Is there anything else that uh, maybe we missed that you'd like to cover?
1: Um, no, I can I can just mention about Segra current um, growth mm-hmm. expansion. Um, what we are doing right currently, we are developing the Canadian market. Definitely, we are developing the international mm-hmm. market. We already started shipping the. I think we are the first um, um, uh, Canadian tissue culture company who um, started exporting um, international market um, cannabis tissue culture company. Um, We already um, legally um, export a few of these plants um, in South Africa and another one is coming in Germany, that kind of um, work, we are working on it. Um, So um, we are also investing um, in R&D for tissue culture and molecular biology lab, which will help to maintain the market leadership uh, position for SEGRA. And again, I mentioned before, 2021 is also an entry for Sagra to the U.S. market.
0: I bet. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'll also include the, the website for you guys. So Great. for any growers listening out there that want to learn how to work with you guys, um, I'll include that. So thank Perfect. you again and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys grow. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to the episode today. We have all of our shows on the brand new cantercribs.org website. You can, of course, watch it on our YouTube. And if you're tuning into the podcast, we are on Spotify, Apple, Google, and everywhere you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks to Lise and her team at Green Vault Systems for making this episode possible. And if you are an Instagram fan, check us out, Canter Cribs, and our second account, Growers Network. See you on the next interview.